out on an island. LGBTQ plus oral histories on the Isle of Wight. From coming out stories to going out memories. What is it really like to be out on an island? Out on an Island is an oral history project by Stone Crabs Theatre, supported by the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Hello, I'm your host, Gary Fairhall. In today's podcast, Melissa Gilmore interviews Jess about growing up LGBTQ plus on the island, working with LGBT youth and much more. What do you remember about your family when you were growing up? That's a hard question. So, who was in your family? What was your relationship with them like? So, growing up, I lived with my mum and dad and two sisters and brother. And it got on well with everyone, but we argued and fought a lot as siblings. A lot. Um, yeah. But as a family, we got on well. We were cool. We were all right. And what was school like? What memories do you have of school life? Um, I don't know what age to talk from because I went to a lot of schools. Shall I go from like birth to 18 or? Okay. Um, School life here was good, I would say, for the most part, because I went to like a primary school here and then I went to a m- middle school briefly here, which I don't think I got on as well in. And then I moved to Nottingham when I was eight and school there was a bit of a culture shock because um, it was a city and there was a lot of diversity there compared to here. Yeah. But I generally in school I was fine but then it was when I was a teenager that I struggled in school because home life wasn't great then yeah and what can you tell me about kind of your friendship circle at school what that was like (laughs) dramatic um when I was a child it was fine because you just play and it's you know your friends are just people that you go out and hang out with and play with but when I was a teenager I went to an all-girls school I should probably mention that from my secondary school so from the age of 11 to like 15 I was in an all-girls school and I'm not saying that's the reason why it was difficult but there was a lot of drama and bitching um, and bullying I suppose in the school generally I can't remember what the question was um, just about kind of your friendship circle, oh, yeah. your social circle. It was okay. Like, I really got on with all my friends. I had a good group of friends, but we we kind of lost touch. So I suppose when I was 15, 14, 15, my friendship circle moved. So, like, I became a little bit more alternative and then got a girlfriend. And then at that point, my friendship circle kind of shifted so all my old friends didn't really talk to me as much because they were just out 
talking to boys and hanging out with boys and that's not what I was doing. Did you feel like the fact that you had a girlfriend influenced that kind of break from your friends? Yeah, probably because the, the person I started hanging out with, she was a lot more open and although she identified as straight, she, she, well, she's not now, so <laughs> we, we would talk a lot about like LGBT stuff and she was just a lot more open-minded than my other friends, I suppose, unfortunately. But she was a good friend. We're still friends now. So what was kind of your first awareness of the LGBTQ community growing up? I feel like when I was growing up on the island, I didn't really, I'd never even I don't, I don't even remember to be honest, I don't think it was something I ever even considered because you just lived with your mum and dad and everyone lived with their mum and dad. But then obviously my mum came out as being a lesbian. So that was quite a shock. I think I was about six or seven at that point. But I don't remember ever feeling like it was weird, even though we all lived in the house with my dad and she would have girlfriends come to stay which in retrospect is a little bit strange now, but at the time it was just normal because she just had really cool friends that were coming to visit. So yeah, and then it was just normal. And then from that point onwards, it was, I just thought people were people and it was just really normal to, to me. Um, and I remember being really protective of that. So every time people would say like, oh, that's really gay. I would shout at them in school and be like, you can't say that I have a gay mum or whatever. So yeah, it was just normal to me from that point, I suppose. Before that, I really don't think I ever thought about people being gay or trans or bisexual or anything. But that is Roxall, and it's a very small village too, so that probably didn't help. So it wasn't something that was really talked about locally or in schools? Never. I don't think it was ever discussed, even when I went to secondary school in Nottingham. I remember we were having like a healthy relationship, sexual health session, and they didn't ever mention anything to do with same-sex couples. I think I might have asked something about gay sex just to see what the teacher would say, but they just joked it off. And yeah, they n it was never mentioned, not once when I was in school even really by teachers that you spoke to on a personal level. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it really is now either, to be fair. So what was your kind of first awareness of your own sexuality? Do you know why I think about this all the time? Because like when I was like 13, 14, even 15 a little bit, I would just go out and flirt with boys just, just for the fun of it. I never wanted to go anywhere. And I never really thought about, uh, really about females in any kind of way either. But I never really thought about boys in a way that I wanted a relationship either. So it was just, I was just going out to have fun. It was just a fun thing to do. It was only when I was 15, and then I just decided, me and my friend, my nice friend from school, we were like, 
maybe I should just get a girlfriend and see how, how that is. And that's kind of what I did. So we were like hanging out in a place called Market Square, which is where a lot of kind of the old school emo group, I would say, would hang out every Saturday. There was hundreds of us. And my friend Rachel just kind of walked around to people and was like, oh, this is my friend Jess and she's looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> Does anybody want a girlfriend? And I really fancied this girl called Gemma. She was really beautiful. But then she was straight. And then she had a friend called Rach who was like, oh, yeah, I'm gay. And then I ended up getting into a relationship with this person for like two and a half years. So, and I didn't even think anything about my actual sexuality. I think I started identifying as a lesbian just because I had a girlfriend, but I didn't really think, am I going to be a lesbian forever or, or what? It was just, yeah, it was just normal. I just like went home and told my mum that I had a girlfriend and she didn't seem that surprised. But then being a lesbian herself, I'm not sure if she would have been. So yeah, it was kind of random. I don't know if it was an experiment at the time or why I just decided that I wanted a girlfriend and had one. And it was my first even relationship, so yeah, that was that. So did you seek out any kind of LGBT community or? No, I don't really know if there was much of one at that time when I was like 15 I guess actually when I used to hang out in that group there was there was quite a lot of of lesbians there wasn't wasn't really as many gay men and yeah I suppose I did make friends with some of them but not necessarily just because they were gay it's just because we happened to make friends and and that was a thing but then like during my relationship with Rachel I didn't really make a lot of new friends anyway because that was just really chaotic so it was only really when I was 18 that I made a solid group of like of LGBT friends and would go out to like the gay bars because it was quite a good gay scene in Nottingham at the time um I don't know if it's because I went out and saw that or just because I fit into that community at the time and we just gravitated towards each other in a Nice little LGBT way. We used to just hang out all the time. Plus I had my own flat and I used to have a lot of parties. So I had a lot of lesbians come around. But um, yeah, no, I didn't look for any groups or anything. I know there was, there was like a, a youth group that some people I knew used to go to, but I never even thought to go there. Um, yeah. Hmm. Why do you think that is? I reckon it's just because I didn't feel like I needed any support at the time in regards to like my actual sexuality because I was really comfortable with who I was and I guess like it probably would have been good to go because there was a lot of times when people were homophobic or you know really derogatory and it would have been good to go to a group and discuss it but at the time I kind of just got on with it I suppose it was just something that I accepted which is probably not very healthy really looking back but and I suppose nobody ever said to me oh do you want to come to this group and I never openly knew it was there to like be like oh yeah I'll come and nobody signposted me to it so I just never went just 
Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I would have if I'd known or somebody said oh, I'll come to this group. But it never happened. Yeah. So what was coming out like for you? Mm. It was fine at home for the most part. I don't think my grandparents were overly happy from what I can remember. I think they made lots of comments to my mum about me being gay because she's gay and it being some kind of genetic thing which obviously my mum went back and was sarcastic about the fact that she's gay and does that mean that my grandma's gay <laughs> which I don't think went down very well but they never I don't really remember them saying anything to me about it so my family were fine people at school were not as fine to begin with there was yeah, lots of people would just call me, like, a dirty bisexual or a fucking lesbian or whatever. But then after about a year, or maybe less than that, because I must have left school by then, a lot of people were like, oh, I think we like gay people now because we don't mind you. I was like, um, okay, that's good to know. Um, and I, didn't, I was kind of invisible in school, to be fair. I normally kept myself to myself, so people in other years didn't know that I was gay or anything I don't my girlfriend wasn't in my school so that was fine I suppose it would have been different if she was um so the coming out bit was fine because I don't feel like I really had an elaborate coming out I just went home and told people I had a girlfriend and I probably did the same thing at school really mm. it was more difficult just random people in the street but that wasn't really coming out that was just being gay in public which people didn't really seem to appreciate very much yeah i wish i had a good coming out story but i just don't it's pretty boring did you experience a lot of homophobic reactions on the street yeah i did if like i always have and I still do now, even now I have a male partner. So I suppose growing up, people were homophobic to me because my mum was gay. I don't know if they'd be like, you know, you're a lesbian because your mum's a lesbian. So people would all often be horrible. I remember there was a group of girls in Roxall that were bullies. And they used to always bully me for like being gay. There was one year I brought my best friend down and we were just walking around holding hands because that's just what you do. And they were calling us dirty lesbians and yeah, one of them like hit me in the chest with a heeled boot, which was very painful uh, and unnecessary. And she, yeah, she was not a nice person. And then in Nottingham, when I was out with Rach, yeah, people would, I remember people would throw stuff at us or shout things at us um i remember once being in town and someone like kicked some coke bottles at us or something in the street but i didn't really react because i'm just not that kind of person so i just i just got on with it and i really should have rang the police but being a 15 year old you just don't think to do these things at the time um 
and even like since then like I've been out with just my friends before <coughs> and people have like shouted at us calling us fucking lesbians like these are grown up grown up people just we I think once we were just stood in queue in a garage it was like two in the morning and this woman just started shouting us really homophobic stuff literally for no reason and we were just stood there like we weren't we weren't even together we were just friends and my friend is also straight so I'm not really sure what that was about so yeah there's definitely been a lot of homophobia yeah pretty shit in fact, when I think back to all the times I've ever had trouble, which has been quite a lot, to be honest, like when my friends, like girlfriends have had issues with me for whatever reason, they've normally come out from a point of homophobia, even if that's just something that they've hauled at me just for the sake of it, I think, trying to be hurtful, which it really wasn't. It was just a little bit sad at the time for them. But um, yeah, any time somebody's been aggressive towards me I suppose or like assaulted me they've thrown some kind of homophobic remark in there at the same time so there's probably been about 10 all in all so far it's quite a lot I suppose hmm. so mentioned a little bit about your first girlfriend Mm-hmm. What's dating been like for you as someone in the LGBTQ community? Um, well, I haven't really had much chance to date, to be honest, because I was with Rach for two and a half years from 15. And then I had like six months of being single. And then I got into the relationship that I'm still in now and it's been 10 years. So <laughs> I didn't really have much chance to date. There was definitely a few flings I had in that six months of being single. Um, just because it was, I guess that was like my first chance of being a teenager and, you know, going out and experimenting or whatever. So I probably had about five girlfriends in that period of time, which is, you know, I really went for it. Um, I think the thing that I would struggle with now, because obviously I'd go out and people come up to you when you're out is that now I look a lot more feminine than I did when I was with Rachel when I was a lot younger and people just assume that I'm straight so I think I would struggle now if I was trying to date because I don't think people would come up to me and like females particularly I don't think they would come up to me and ask me for my number or anything but I wouldn't know because I haven't tried so yeah. Was it a surprise to you that you started dating your partner now who's male? And it it didn't even occur to me to to not date him because he's I liked him and he was a person, so No, not really. I think it was a surprise to other people because I said that I was a lesbian for a few years. Um and I suppose a lot of people now say oh it probably was just a phase then which it wasn't because I definitely know that I still would just date anyone of any gender so no not really a surprise I just like the people yeah. 
did you find people giving you any kind of pushback or experience any kind of biphobia when you started dating a man yeah definitely I don't really talk to many of the people that I talked to when I was 18 who are gay and I'm not sure why because I still go out to the gay bars and I still am the exact same person as I was so I don't know what that's about um and yeah it's that thing of if I now go to a gay bar or like an LGBT space and people always ask you are you gay or what do you identify as because for some reason people just like to know that and you get biphobia from like all genders so the the men are like oh no you just probably you haven't had it good from a man so that's why you think that you like women or they know women who might kiss one another just to entertain men who say they're bisexual when they're probably not so you get that issue and then you get it from the women who are like well you probably just like men and you're just experimenting with girls so you're not really anything I tend to not even use the word bisexual now because it's got such a bad um it's got a bad connotations to I suppose which I don't know why it does but yeah people just don't understand how you can like both or like all or not pick one there's that thing before people saying that you're greedy which is just stupid and also even if i was why would that be anyone's business um so yeah definitely and especially if i go to like gay bars and people are like why are you here you're straight mm. okay i've been coming to this bar like 10 years more than you have but that's fine you just say what you want to say so yeah that's definitely a thing mm. what's kind of your awareness been of kind of the political side of being LGBTQ and being in the LGBTQ community? I, to be honest, it hasn't been great. It's only been in the last few years that I've really started to look into like politics and get more into it. Because I think when I was younger, I was just a bit ignorant. I was like, oh, I don't like politics. I don't really, I don't care about them. I don't, they don't affect me. I was one of those people. Um, but now I'm grown and I realise that politics affect everybody every single day in every single aspect of their life. Um, and I'm like really into human rights and I've done work with LGBT young people and yeah so I suppose now I'm a lot more aware of the fact that the world is not where it should be at all and that the rights of people are really imbalanced um, in many ways especially with like LGBT people although we are getting there we're not really fully there, I think. Um, and it's almost like, it's hard because there's so many different groups of people fighting for the rights of the people in their community. It's like, which one should take precedence? So unless you're part of the community, you just, you don't really care. 
sadly. Mm. You mentioned that you've done some work with LGBT youth. Mm -hmm. So what has kind of your awareness been of what it's like for them currently? It's a struggle. So like two years ago, I left an LGBT youth group that I was working for, worked there for five years. And that group was very well attended. It ran once a week in Nottingham and sometimes we'd have 50 young people coming in the door for two hours. Just looking for somewhere to hang out sometimes, looking for like-minded people. There's a lot of safeguarding issues, people coming in. You know, they've been bullied at school or they can't access counselling, they can't access the gender clinic, they can't identify how they want to, they're at risk of being kicked out of their houses. We think that we're getting better as a society, but when you start talking to young people, we're not, we're not really there. Um, and then recently I worked at a college, I was like supporting the LGBT society that just started. And I think a lot of the students would wanted to campaign for gender neutral toilets on the campuses, which was completely fair. And there was loads of them that would say that they would use the accessible toilet and then teachers or whatever they would call like staff at the college would come up and be like, do you have a disability? Are you disabled? Because you shouldn't be using it. Which is wrong in so many ways, because A, you shouldn't be asking people if they have a disability, because why would you ask somebody that? And B, what would it matter anyway if you're not going to provide them with gender-neutral toilets and they should be able to go where they want? Um, but I think the main thing that I've seen is like issues around gender. That seems to be the massive thing. So people who identify as non-binary, that's just something that is not understood and people don't take the time to understand and then people call you a snowflake if you get upset when you're trying to educate them and then a lot of young people yeah were really struggling with their gender identity and they just had nowhere to go because the waiting list is ridiculous i think it was like a four-year wait just to get into the clinic for your first appointment and also there was issues with people's gps refusing to refer them and yeah yeah there's a lot of issues and the fact that schools aren't really equipped to educate other students on it because the teachers are just not always as aware as they should be but hopefully that will change now they have to have lgbt awareness stuff in schools we'll see i suppose in schools, do you feel like we're still seeing the effects of Section 28 there? Um, I don't think I know what that is. I feel like I'm like, what is that? Can you tell me? Um, it was legislation that said that they couldn't um, talk about homosexuality or anything related to it in schools. Oh, okay. I think that's an issue, but I don't know if it's anything to do with that or if it's just because a lot of people just don't know and don't think it's an issue. And I think a lot of schools are upset to talk about it in case they no, are scared to talk about it in case they upset parents. 
which it just shouldn't be a factor at all um but again unless you're part of the community or attached to, to the community in some way i don't think you'd even think that it was an issue because people don't realize that we live in this heteronormative world and unless you are not part of that then you wouldn't realize that there's something wrong i guess So I want to bring it back to kind of your connection to the Isle of Wight a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I know you grew up here and you grew up with a mum who's a lesbian. Yep. Um, and I know you've been back over the years as well. Mm -hmm. What's been your awareness of kind of the state of things on the Isle of Wight in regards to the LGBT community and how people feel about it here? I can see that the island's making progress just from the fact that there's a pride, there's like an LGBT youth support group. There just it seems to be a bit a bit more inclusive now. I remember when we lived here with my mum and she was talking about how there used to be one there's a pub on the island somewhere. I don't know where it is. And I think maybe one night a week or one night a month, half of the pub would be a gay event for gay people to come together which is just bizarre to think about now so I feel like it has come a long way but it's not quite there yet um, but then I'm very aware that it's a small island down down south and it's not a city like Nottingham so it's hard not to compare the two but to be fair I've probably had more homophobic issues in Nottingham than I have here. So, I'm not sure. I feel like it's it's making the right steps and moving forward to be a bit more progressive and inclusive, um, just with diversity in general, I suppose. But it's, they need to put some more funding into it, I think. I would imagine it's really difficult to be a trans person on the island more so than being a gay person just because being gay is a little bit more accepted now um even like just on tv and stuff whereas trans issues or trans matters aren't really addressed as much or spoken about mm. i don't feel like i see many lgbt people like i know that sounds a little bit you don't always know but sometimes you you just know and i don't really ever see much i don't normally see same-sex couples or anything on the island but maybe that's because i'm only here three times a year i don't know whether that's just because they're not where i am or if it's because they don't want to be seen you know holding hands in the street i don't know mm. So I'm going to kind of round off um, the interview just by asking what you want people to kind of take away from this interview and to take away from the project as a whole. Mm. I just feel like people need to be a bit more accepting and 
I don't understand why people are so obsessed with wanting to know what people identify as or who they're in a relationship with or potentially who they're having sex with because it literally makes no difference to anybody's life. I just don't really understand why it's such an issue still. Um, And I think people should take a bit more time out to stand up for people who are having issues in the street and not be bystanders because that's a massive thing. Not one person ever stepped forward when I was having an issue with somebody or being assaulted in the street, even as a 15-year-old child. Like, why are there adults walking past and allowing that to happen? I'm not sure. I think people need to take a bit more responsibility. Yeah. That's probably it. Thanks. Thanks, Melissa. And thanks, Jess, for sharing your story with us. It was wonderful listening to the two of you. Remember, you can follow, subscribe, connect with us. Visit www.outonisland.co.uk or on social media at outonisland.iw.com Hashtag Our Stories Matter. Next episode, Franco Figueredo interviews an anonymous guest. Yes, folks, not everyone feels comfortable sharing their stories publicly, and we respect that. Tune in to find out more. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.